Well, sharpen your pencils, set up those dice, and free your mind! Because we're about to build an open world. Hello, my name is Knox Adams, my pronouns are he, him, and I am El Presidente for Open World. And I just want to let you know that I love you. Here on Build an Open World, we create diverse characters, accessible places, and supportive things that you can use as inspiration or even take directly and use in your own fantasy RPG worlds at home. Today, my guest is Emma. She is my sister, and she is also uh, in multiple games that uh, of D&D that I currently play. Emma, can you introduce yourself, uh, tell us your pronouns, and what is your experience with tabletop RPGs? Hello, my name is Emma. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. And I have only ever played D&D 5e consistently with like one time we played, um, what was it called? The Fifth Age. Fifth, Fifth Age. Age. Yeah. But I'm definitely the most comfortable in 5e realm. And then what is a defining quality characteristic or identity that you feel is lacking or non-existent in the fictional worlds that you inhabit as both a creator or a player? I, for this, I, I was thinking about um, how I think in our campaigns, we, because we have two queer players in our campaigns, have done a good job of having um, queerness represented. But I'm interested in looking at it at kind of um, a broader sense of like, for this, I specifically want to make a character who is both queer and older and also joyful, because I think a lot of the times queerness is seen as one on kind of younger people as like I don't know some, something that's like new or that's like a fad that people are just starting to understand now and in reality it's been a part of culture for such a like the entire time people have been around right um, I also like I like what you said about the joy aspect too because as we are both queer people we know that like our lives for the most part have been pretty good and um, and a lot of people who don't have a queer person in their life might think it's such a struggle all the time. And no matter who you are and what life you've lived, going through this struggle of a coming out process and all of this stuff where it's, it's not always like that. It can be like that and that's terrible. But I think showcasing queer joy <laughs> is, is yeah. cool too is really important. And I think it's important to note like where so much of the contemporary queer movement comes from and that so much of it comes from ball culture and voguing and people finding joy even when they did, you know, like were persecuted a lot harder than like us as contemporary white queer people were. Right. Um, but I think even in that, like I think it's important to note that like like no matter what joy is always like joy can be protest and it can be mm -hmm. um, a way of carving out a world that's better and saying I every queer person is worthy and deserving of joy and happiness and so I think I don't know to to expand that because I think the tendency in D&D &D, and I know I fallen into this trap is to make characters that are like exceptionally tragic yeah <laughs> and I think that's that definitely has a place and I think it's important, but I also think being more, um, what's the word, like specific with what your character is. Intentional, yeah. Intentional, yeah. yeah. 
is important. Amazing. I love that. Um, so together, uh, me and you are going to create a character and a backstory in hopefully the next 20 minutes that incorporates that element of both an older queer person who has experienced joy in their life. But before we get to that build, I just want to remind uh, everyone who is listening to take a minute to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be kept up to date with the latest addition to this open world. Just a disclaimer, Mia and Emma here, although we are both queer people, we are not full experts on everything we are going to be talking about today. If you have advice or notes on what we talk about, if we said something wrong, please let us know on social media and we can update the post on the website. We can put little disclaimers here and there, uh, but we want to hear from you as well. 100%. To start out, I did not actually warn you, but so I have my dice here because I assume oh, you, I have you have your dice. Okay, cool. Yeah. I know the intro. Get out your dice, sharpen your pencils. <laughs> I'm ready. Alrighty. So I'm going to start by getting you to roll. We're, we're going to roll for an archetype and it's okay. going to be a hero, a villain, or an NPC. Six. Six. Okay. We're going to do an NPC. Next, uh, we're going to do ancestry D100. Okay. 42. We're going to make a halfling. Um, and then do you want to roll a D100 again? 14. Okay. Four. So we're going to make a light foot halfling. Cool. Because we're doing an NPC. We might skip out on class subclass. Let's roll a D100 for a profession. Oh, that's fun. 16. 16. A tanner. So cool. like a leather worker. Sweet. So things we... So yeah, <laughs> leather let's... working queer elder. It's kind of perfect. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm now loving this leather idea. This is okay. This just expanded from like oh leather work to like, like collars <laughs> and harnesses. <laughs> I love it. Sexual orientation. We're going to go queer. Do we want to expand yeah. further and more specific or do we want to leave it open ended? Like, do we think? Let's leave it open. Okay. We, we did say age um, elder. Definitely age elder. Yeah. A halfling that has seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, you know me and my 199-year-old characters. Oh, you love them. Do we want to do sex, gender identity, just so we can start referring to them and right. then possibly give them a name? Yeah, totally. I feel like, let's make them non-binary. I think that's something that I haven't seen. Do we feel that their sex, that they like the anatomy that they were born with, is... Is that an important element to a, having a character like that? I'm I'm going to say for this character, I think no. I think let's let this character be just who they are. <laughs> and what? I think, you know, if you were working on like a story that had to do with coming out or something, it could be more like relevant. But I like the idea that this character has just known who they are forever. And it has just been. And everyone was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Gender expression androgynous then? That's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to, do you have a name in mind? I also have a generator up if you would like me just to find a rando name. Let's do a generator. Maybe throw some stuff out and all. <laughs> okay, so we have neon with two E's. Oh, that's, that's good. That was just the first one that I, <laughs> do you want yeah, me to keep going? Good. Do you want me to keep going? Keep going, but that's good. <laughs> okay. Um, Orias. 
Nebrix. We got. I think it's hard to beat Neon. I think let's just stick with Neon. <laughs> Where do you want to go next? What are we? What are we feeling? Let's do upbringing, relationship style. Let's do that stuff. The bottom bit. Okay. Yeah. So some more of the experiential. I'm I'm oscillating between wanting them to have just had like a solid relationship with their parents and wanting them to have had like, I don't know, been raised by like a found family from a really young age. Like I'm oscillating between those two things because I think both of those are really important. Let's go that they were brought up by parents. So they were raised by like loving, accepting parents. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then life ex- life experience. Is there any like pivotal moments that really shifted something in their life? Neon like grew up and felt comfortable and loved by their parents, but didn't realize that it was like there were other people like them. So what if like one of the defining moments is like wa- walking into a leather bar and being like, oh, there are other people like me. Right. <laughs> and- Something like that, like a joyful, like a, a coming home to a home you didn't even realize you had. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Family status, do, do you think they still keep in touch with their blood? I mean, if they're really old. Yeah, I'm going to say they're probably dead. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. So their family status is now their found family. Yeah. I don't want to use the gendered terms, but like matriarch, patriarch, is there a gender neutral? Right. Um, Parent, just like a, a house parent or a house elder. Their relationship style. Do you think yeah. they have someone in their life or multiple someones or? I, I think they have probably had many people who have enriched their life and um, yeah, let's go have been and are currently in a bunch of loving relationships. I wanted to, I wanted to like use a term for it where it's like, oh, are they polyamorous? Where it almost feels like they don't even experience life that way. They're just like, I love this person. So they're part of me right now. And then right. <laughs> when it makes sense, they, like, it's not like, it's not like, yeah. oh, I have a boyfriend or girlfriend. It's right. like, there's Jeff. I love Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. I do agree with what you're saying of like, just letting it be something that isn't super always definable, at least in like the hetero lens of relationships. Right. They own their tanning place and it's like their store. And so they're like middle, but also have, like I said, a, a really big focus on Um, redistributing resources them as a person doesn't have a ton of money day to day in terms of like like actual monetary income it's probably like medium high yeah i feel like they're probably doing very well yeah but they are supporting all this found family and the found family of the found family and then their privilege so this is kind of a hard one to think about because the worlds that we make we don't want them to feel like these worlds where white male privilege exists. So they are a business owner. Probably had familial help too. I also put elder as in like, because they're older, that's probably already some privilege. They're just, they've made it through a number of years in their life. For sure. So they are slightly more respected than the silly kids over there. Where do we want to head over to next? What are you thinking? Disabilities. I think e- And that's what like so the whole point is that we don't have to fill in each of these like we did with yeah. sex. We can say this character does not have a physical disability and that's okay because I'm hoping that at some point I get a 
guest who comes on and says they really want to make a character where that is the focus. Totally, where, yeah. Like, the focus with you has been this element of queer joy. What about cognitive disability? I'm thinking let's make that NA as well. I think there are things that we could do, especially with being older, but I also don't necessarily want to like draw a direct line between things. And it's not saying every single old person experiences those things. Exactly. That's what you, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's always room to come back and reassess. Exactly. Yeah. Mental health conditions. Gonna say that they don't have any. None of this is saying that it can't also be different um, mm-hmm. or that to have you can't be joyful and have a physical disability, a cognitive disability, mental health conditions like that all any of those things are mutually exclusive, I think right. is important to but so I, I I very much see what you mean. We don't need to fill out every single one. It's just has to be an intentional choice that we're not right. filling it out, kind of thing. Totally. Totally. And also to Oh, sorry, I have to sneeze. Oh no. <laughs> ah. Like you said, all of this is learning all the time. And right. so if we, you know, get feedback or anything, we can always change it. Or think about it later and we're like, you know what? I think that that would have been a better choice. Illnesses. There's a a lot that comes with just being older, Mm -hmm. but I'm also hesitant to put that as an illness because I think at the same time, like age is beautiful and cool and it's not something that should be, in my opinion, at least like always seen as like an illness or something that needs to be fixed. I I don't want to describe illness in this sense as a negative either. These are not things that magic can fix because magic didn't put them there. It's like you can't, raise a person from the dead if they died of natural causes i feel like thinking about that they probably have some arthritis for you know working in the tannery for their entire long adult career especially if they're putting all of those uh what are they called uh grommets on that's not the right studs studs (laughs) that's the the word i was looking for like things that are like it's like both fine handwork and also really like intense (laughs) muscle handwork neon so cool. <laughs> I I love neon. Okay. <laughs> I do too. I really do. Let's go to body size next. I'm thinking. I'm trying to like envision neon in my head. I just think that they could be anything. Because w- w- how we have described neon so far, neon could literally look like anything <laughs> right now. When we go and make the mini, people could either be like, oh, that's not what I had in mind at all. Or that is very much what I had in mind. I I like the idea that Neon is like pretty, is very strong, but not in like a ripped, like vanity muscle way. Right. (laughs) But like a... I think, yeah, like, and I feel like arms, hands, like those are all very worked. But maybe because they are literally just like standing at a workbench most of their day, don't have the like, the leg strength that... (laughs) Because they are so focused on... I mean, I don't know all that goes into tanning. Neither do I. But I I feel like it's more hand-based. Our D&D guesses. (laughs) Except it's just... I would imagine it's just a lot of standing, but... Right. Are are we pulling either how they look, how they act, how they talk, what they believe from a real-world culture to inform how we play them? You've already talked slightly about, like, ball culture. Mm -hmm. So... And again, this is culture and ethnicity. We can d- discuss both and put both in. Yeah. Um, but even just putting, like, they are, they kind of, we're taking elements of a house parent from right. ball culture. And they're not 
voguing down a runway, but they are <laughs> snapping studs into leather yeah. harnesses. <laughs> exactly. Totally. And so, and that and they and they support their their family that same way. My reaction is like for me as a white person to not like mess anything up is like I'll just stick with what I know, which I think is also like, you know, an impulse to be wary of. And so, but I'm, I'm definitely thinking like city, like urban. And I know that's not an ethnicity, but. um, No, yeah, it doesn't. And again, we don't have to like pin down a specific if we're not pulling from a specific. I just, I, if we are thinking more ball culture, urban, and if that looks like Western North American, and then we kind of pull those elements into a fantasy setting. And then language, accent, cadence. I think it would be kind of fun if they talked really fast. Like you see this like small but strong old halfling and then they're like going a mile a minute all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it would be kind of fun. I know because we've talked about it, but the the ballroom show. Yeah. Like do you almost see talking as the like the announcer the the mc the mc (laughs) oh my god yeah that's amazing oh my god (laughs) like fast talking in a like a rhythmic way i think that's so good and race and skin color i think in the importance of like i said knowing that so much of this comes out of black and poc trans women Mm -hmm. i think it's important that this this person not be white and especially because that's a history that has been so attempted to be whitewashed. So I think, you know, in light of making the world better and like having D&D be an opportunity to see things represented and also to like when we're building an ideal world mm-hmm. to reflect things that are important. So I think I think it's important that they're black. But yeah, Another I think that makes I think that makes complete sense. Religion, ideology. I like the idea that this character could be spiritual or like have a relationship with a god or whatever that is because because of how you know poorly queer people as in like a really broad generalization mm-hmm. have been treated by a lot of religions. I think it would be kind of cool to build a world where someone could be all of these things and also have a relationship with a God. Mm-hmm. But I think it would really depend on like what the pantheon looked like. So if there was a God of like family or a God of like, like if there was a God who was like a parental figure or something like that, a God that was like interpersonal relationships rather right. than your relationship with an outward force. I don't know any of those in real life because I don't know right. that many religions <laughs> in real life. I right. don't know enough just, about religion to like pull ideas from right. other ones. But the general ideology is... The general ideology... Sorry for interrupting. No, no, go. Is the, like, that the interpersonal is where is like a way for religion that it doesn't have to be between you and a a necessarily bigger force, but that it's like between people and in love between people is where that shows up. I like that idea for this character. Perfect. You know, the specifics of that would depend on whatever game you're playing this in. Right. I love this character. I do too. (laughs) I think it would be really cool to see how this character, especially as an NPC. So they're not leading the charge, but it's something that like, the piece, the the heroes of the game, they come across this town or this whatever, wherever this well urban, so this bigger city, 
And there's probably yeah. like a neighborhood in this city that is very focused on all of this. And everyone talks about neon. Like, and you like, have oh, the like, go. unofficial mayor. <laughs> yeah, un- yeah, like unofficial mayor. They're just there. They're always giving advice to people and like taking <laughs> people in and like uh, like giving them harnesses. Like, oh, you're part of the group now. You're part of the family. I love it so much. Um, The fact that we landed on the Tanner is just exceptional. And it didn't even hit me at first what that could be. But I think that's really, really cool. All right. So I have one last question. If there is something that we can adjust from a traditional fantasy setting to Mm -hmm. make the worlds more open and accessible for neon having it be when you're making a character rather than being like okay is this a character male or female looking at the spectrum as something that's broader and being like if there's this line or this circle or this however Mm -hmm. it's envisioned where does this character fall and i think too if you make a character who maybe identifies as male or identifies as female still being like within that it it still doesn't necessarily have to be a binary thing like it doesn't have to be like they have to be over here over here right it can be you know seeing it as a spectrum where do these characters fall in terms of their outward expression and also how they identify and where their souls and hearts and all that feel i like that and yeah even just it's not a binary in people's minds throughout 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 the NPCs in the world and the PCs, it's not like a choose this or this. And even the which one are you, even that including non-binary, noting that within that there's still so much variation. Right. As always, uh, you can find a character sheet for and a visual representation of what we think Neon may look like at openworldrpg.org slash podcast. Also there, you can find any additional resources we may have used to you, to make this character. Or you can find a preview of that information on all of our socials by searching Open World RPG and looking for that D20. Thank you, Emma, for being here today and helping me build a more open world. <laughs> See what I did there? Thank you. <laughs> Is there anywhere that you want listeners to find you online to see what you are up to? Not yet. Oh, I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we, we'll post them whenever you, whenever you want. I guess thank you guys all for listening. We'll be back next week with a new guest helping me create a new character as we continue to build an open world. I love you all. Me too.